Welcome to Variety is the Spice of Life, where we discuss anything and everything. With your hosts, Ali Musa and Sienna T. Welcome back to the studio we are for episode 7 of Variety is the Spice of Life. I am your host, Ali Musa, also the host of All Over the Map. Joining me in the studio, as she always does, is the host of the Song Bank and the Cosmopolitan Culture Club, Sienna T. Sienna T, welcome back to the studio again. Hey, Ellie, it's a pleasure to be back. Always look forward to this every week, and I hope you had a very happy Thanksgiving, as I hope uh, all you listeners out there had a very happy, safe, fun-filled Thanksgiving as well. And a very happy Thanksgiving to you and your family and thank you and to all the listeners as well. And uh, happy Thanksgiving, Ali, to you and your family as well. My absolute pleasure. So um, there's been quite a push over the last few months for a um, disability benefit, um, Canada wide disability benefit to supplement the uh, current services that we have. Um, I'm not sure about the services in all of the provinces, but here in Ontario, we have the uh, Ontario Disability Support Program, or ODSP, and um, there's a lot of organizations, including one that is called Disability Without, or Dis, uh, Disability Without Poverty, and um, they are really pushing and um, there's also MPs who are really pushing for them to uh, fast track the Canadian uh, disability benefit. Um, And uh, as it turns out now, my understanding is that the Liberals have signed a uh, they, they've signed a contract, an agreement that they will uh, a bill to pass. They've passed a bill to uh, um, implement a disability benefit, a Canada wide. And um, the situation is that a lot of people with um, disabilities are living below the poverty line and um I know that in some provinces they get um, a very low amount to begin with, so it's hard to be able to keep up with uh, bill payments and and whatnot. So, um, and and especially if you're living on your own, a lot of people do live on their own. The rent has become increasingly high as well. So um, there is this uh, Canada-wide uh, disability, uh, there's a proposal for a Canada-wide disability uh, benefit, and I, I think that would really, really be helpful, um, especially those who, for example, are are unable to work, uh, given the nature of their disability, um, you know, it would be really helpful for them to be able to have enough money to say, you know, pay their bills and also, you know, every once in a while, um, you know, be able to buy gifts for their families and, and you know, and enjoy 
you know, some of the pleasures of life as well. Yes, and that notion has been put out for quite for quite some time now that something needs to be done, and and, and something does need to be done. Absolutely. No, there is also a notion as well here that some people feel in the community, in the disability community, we'll say, mm-hmm. that they should make ODSP like Ontario work where they actually train people to find or train them in certain areas to find employment. Now, I haven't seen much, like, I haven't seen too many people be successful with that either. But what would that, what impact would that have? I mean, yes, you know, for those who are able to, you know, um, seek employment and want to seek employment, you know, it is, a, is, it is a good idea. But at the same time, there are um, a lot of people who, given the nature of their disability, are, are not able to work. Um, and so for them, it would be really difficult for them to find work um you know and and it really it would it would have a negative impact i feel on them but i mean for those who can you know uh seek employment and those who want to seek employment um and and, you know a lot of people struggle with that as well um but uh so it, it in a way it has it's a flip situation in that you know it will work for some um it'll it doesn't necessarily work for others it it's not a a one solution fits all um they want they want to try and make it into like a one solution fits all um you know yes you know i mean we encourage uh people with disabilities to you know seek employment and also remembering that it's also important for the community at large to accept um, and, and also this notion of acceptance as well within the community and, and be able to, you know, put the disability aside and, you know, hire the person based on their qualifications as well. Um, you know, there are a lot of people with disabilities who can work and, you know, that they should be given that opportunity as well. So it's it's really not a one solution fits all type of uh, situation. Yes, the the way it should be is that options like they, they have to have a universal program and have different different components components to it. OK, mm-hmm. to say. If you're able to work, okay, then we'll give you some training. Then we'll give you some training. Yeah. However, absolutely. if you if you are able to, but you haven't found something in your field, then we will support. We will have another component where we give you X, where we give you X amount a month, and we put it all together for you, and you, and then whatever you yeah. end up making or doing. You know, if when your situation changes, we will make sure that we 
put another component in and have another component too because the system is an old system where it's kind of stringent as well where you know where if somebody on it is working then there are certain um you know there are certain sort of barriers in that regard that's true um you know and i've heard a lot of people say you know i'm on the system and and i've heard a lot of people say you know i'm i'm not able to find work in my field um you know they've applied for several jobs and um based on accommodations and whatnot a lot of employers will uh say you know we're un i'm sorry but we are unable to accommodate and um you know i've been in uh, those types of situations as well right so um I, I i can see it definitely from both angles um but uh i i am aware though that odsp does have uh, the training supports um as well to uh help people find employment but in the case that you know they can't it's really um you know it it, it really there's only so much um, a month that is given uh, that they are able to support. So it, um, you know, I know a lot of people are are struggling to to make ends meet. Yes, and where it comes down is like there are several layers though where people need to understand what we are doing mm -hmm. or what you know. I mean. It's an interesting sort of point too. Not everybody is going to under. Not everybody will understand because there is still that um, you know where people like it's lack of awareness, right? And some people only go by what they're aware of, which is kind of one thing too. That's true. Oh yeah, absolutely. And, and you can't change it, right? And you have to accept it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yep. And there, there is this lack of aware, lack of awareness. There is this stigma um, still around um, people with disabilities. Not they, they, there's a stigma that says that you know, no, they're they're not able to work. And um, you know, even even if it's based on accommodations that they can make for themselves, you know, we're we've learn to be very resourceful and and you know make those necessary accommodations as well and um you know it's really important that we as a society and um those of us in the disability community it's important for us to really um you know keep advocating as well um for what we need hey this is what we need these are the accommodations we need these are the accommodations that we are able to make for ourselves. And, you know, it. we really um, need to advocate for that as well. It's all about, you know, raising awareness. You're right. There, There is yeah. definitely a, a lack of awareness in this regard. Yes, and... Um... As we wrap up this topic, is there something in closing you would like to share regarding regarding um, the disability on the poverty line? Um, well, 
it, it's in closing, I, I can say, you know, um, let's hope for all the best. And, um, you know, we, it will be really, really awesome um, if a program such as the Canadian Disability uh, Support sort of program would be put into place. I, I, I feel it would really be helpful, um, you know, and, and even, you know, for those of us who, you know, need it just until we are able to find work, you know, it really would help us when it comes to, you know, being able to pay the bills, being able to assist with things like grocery shopping and, and stuff like that, um, you know, and, and have a bit of money saved as well. And, and when it comes to saving it, you know, um, it, it's hard when you're not employed to be able to um, save when you're, when the rent is so high, for example, and, you know, you're also paying for other things like uh, bills and groceries and stuff like that. So, um, you know, it would be really beneficial and especially for provinces who don't have the support um, such as ODSP. So, um, you know, it's, it's really in closing, I feel that this is definitely something that um, should be put in place and looking forward to uh, seeing what happens. I, I'm definitely for it. Yeah, I mean, and the thing too here is that people that are, um, but now you also hear the same thing on other lies that even now it's become harder now to even save in general now, even people, because people don't, the income, even though, even though people have, even though like minimum wage has increased, it still isn't, it, people either, it's, it's a, either it's a concern with people's spending habits, or it's a concern of, they're not prepared as to how to do it, as to mm -hmm. how to budget, because you hear the same thing that, well, you know what, you know, are we were not able to, uh, that, you know, we don't have money left over. That, that's right. And it also, um, you know, the economy itself as well is really everything is getting more and more expensive now as well, um, which is another thing to uh, take into account also is uh, the economy as well that, you um, um, you know, it, it, everything, I would say even before the pandemic, um, you know, but definitely, um, since the pandemic, but even before that, you know, everything just seems to, to rise the cost of pretty much everything seems to go up every year. iPad OS 16 is expected to launch at the end of October. Now, there was a lot of controversy regarding that on Stage Manager. Now, let's start with you on, on what is the overall perspective of iOS 16, and should it have been delayed? Well, <clears throat> based on, I mean, based on the feedback that, 
a lot of the um, <clears throat> beta testers have been giving Apple in regards to their stage management, their stage manager feature, you know, if it wasn't, they, they were trying to release it without, they, they were trying to release it without, without really getting it ready first, like there was still a lot of glitches. And um, it seems that even as of the current beta, now this is not something that I will be able to test um, being a person who is visually impaired and using the voiceover screen reader. Um, but I have found out a little bit more about Stage Manager, and it's and it's a um, it's an a feature, not necessarily an app, but a feature that allows sighted users really to have four different apps open on the screen and for someone who's visually impaired it, it really doesn't make a difference because we can use the app switcher or um, the command tab key when using an external keyboard so for for someone like myself it would not really make a difference um, but from what i'm hearing is a lot of sighted users are having trouble with it. it it's still not working the way the way it's advertised the way it's supposed to so we feel that in in that sense you know yes i mean it, it should have been delayed it was a good thing that they were delaying it I found, you know, that gives them the chance that they need to really fix it up and make sure that it's working the way it's supposed to. Um, but I know a lot of people who are upset about it just from the standpoint of, well, how is this fair that iOS 16 is out on the phone, but then iPad OS 16 um, we have to wait till roughly the same time that Mac OS 13 Ventura is coming out. So I, I certainly see it from both angles. Um, I, for one, am looking forward to iPadOS 16 uh, just to see what they've changed, especially in mail and in the contacts features. And, um, you know, I have tested it out and I quite like it. It does work to my needs. And um, you know, looking forward to the official release and how things will work out in the official release. Like it's one of those things as well where um, you introduce something new and then it does not go the way you want it to go. And then there start to be problems. Absolutely, absolutely. And um, you know, we've seen this a lot in We've seen this a lot in iOS 16 as it came out on the phone, where even from accessibility standpoints, there have been issues where um, <clears throat> oh, voiceover, for example, voiceover, for example, doesn't show up. Voiceover doesn't show up on startup. It doesn't start speaking on startup. Well, the yeah. thing here is, though, right, where people ha like, but it hasn't been doing that for year for years now. Oh, exactly, exactly, and it just seems to be um, 
happening on random phones, it seems, um, you know, it, it hasn't done that for a while, actually, but, you know, or we're seeing other issues where, uh, you know, d different bugs, whenever there's something new introduced, you know, it may not always work. It may not always work properly right away. But, um, you know, that being said, that being said, you know, it, it really, the important, that's where the beta testing really does come in handy. And, um, you know, and, and not everybody is able to participate in the beta. But for those of you who can, if you happen to have a spare device around that can support the new software, try it out. Um, I always recommend that you do try it out. And the reason is it really helps to determine where the problematic areas are, what needs to be fixed. And, um, you know, that will give Apple the chance to fix the um, issues in question, especially when it comes to something new and, um, you know, something not quite working right. And what it also allows in a lot of cases, as we've seen in iOS 16 on the phone, is it allows for the beta testing really does allow for things. Okay, they're reported in the uh, they're reported in the bug reports in the in the feedback section. Uh, the beta uh, the beta versions of the software come with a feedback section where you can uh, report feedback on anything that's not working and that way it really allows for those things not to get leaked into the public releases so you know th those are very helpful if you're able to test the betas now of course i wouldn't recommend testing the betas unless you have a spare device that you can use uh, simply for that purpose and that way you know you'll be able to take part in the assisting Apple in um, squashing any bugs. I would always suggest somebody take advantage of that, but it's whatever a person's comfortable with. Hands down, hands down. And, um, <clears throat> you know, it is really, you know, and you, and you have to be comfortable with testing those things as well. Um, I remember the first time I tested a beta and I was like, mm, I don't know if I really want to do this. You know, I really don't know if I feel comfortable or not, but um, you know, if, if you have a spare device that you can use and you feel comfortable enough to uh, test the software, go for it. It really does. Um, it really does help. And, and if you're not comfortable, if you just want to wait until the public releases, that's okay too, you know, and, um, um, and, you know, if you don't want to upgrade right away, that's okay too. Like when the public releases come out, that's okay as well, you know, but uh, it is recommended that you do upgrade right away, but, um, you know, that's understandable. And also, if you are able to look at sources like Mac Rumors, um, MacRumors.com is a good one. Nine to five Mac, um, Apple Insider. Those are 
my top three. Commando.com is also a good site as well that has been mentioned in the past. And um, they really have that, you know, they'll be able to let you know what's going on in the, um, not only in the betas, but in, in the software, they'll be able to let you know, like common bugs, um, what's working, what's not. And so definitely uh, research into it as well. And, you know, upgrade, but also keep in mind that bugs will happen. And, um, you know, it's if you if you prefer to wait, then absolutely, by all means, you know, it's always good to upgrade right away, um, upgrade the software in order to take advantage of the latest security patches and, and whatnot. But, you know, if you're comfortable doing it, if you're comfortable even testing the betas, go for it. Uh, Apple has made them available to the public so that, you know, we, the, <clears throat> we, the consumers, we, the users are able to take part in, um, in, in the resolution of bugs, um, you know, if there are any bugs, whether it's from an accessibility side or an overall usability standpoint, uh, we are able to help make sure that these bugs are reported and uh, that the developers are aware of them so that they can uh, resolve them as necessary. It's, it's uh, a bright spot, too, where you have some going... Now, I know a couple of people who are tech enthusiasts but would not test betas, but, and that's okay, too. But I always look at, for me, it's, 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 it's uh, critical to do that because then I can be in on what's broken, what needs fixing, what needs adjusting. Absolutely. And that's the same for myself as well. Um, <clears throat> you know, I, I know a lot of people who are tech enthusiasts that, you know, they will not touch the betas. But yeah, absolutely. I'm, I, I, I'm the same way. And plus, I'm just really curious to see what's working. I like to have my hands on the software before the public release, right? It's like, hey, check this out. Maybe it's just the uh, curious Georgina in me as well. <laughs> um, you know, that need to explore and learn and just, you know, hey, check out what's new, you know. And if you have an, an iPad or a spare one laying around, I'd, I'd suggest using that as a testing device. I mean, um, like... You're not obviously going to have two Macs sitting around, so that may not no. be the best way to do it. But having said all of that, you know, like you're spending more in a Mac, but if you're really looking at it, cost, if you're looking at it from a budgetary standpoint, like we were talking about earlier, we were talking about all the poverty lines and things, mm -hmm. where it's, it's just best just get an iPad, and you can get one reasonably, like on like... Um, you know, like some people, some stores have it at discounts and stuff. Yep. And, and every so often a discount for an iPad would be uh, coming out at stores. Um, <clears throat> I know a lot of times towards Christmas time and 
um, coming up uh, Black Friday, the Friday after American Thanksgiving, um, you know, you, you get you start to see all these different deals on tech and especially uh, during the back to school season as well. Um, you'll see a lot of discounts on tech as well, because even even for school and stuff like that, a lot of uh, students will use them as well. Like, see, I, I mean, I have a, I have a, I'm a Mac user. I have a Mac mini here where, I mean, that is the, that is the, that is the most cost effective Mac you're going to find if you have a, a monitor and a keyboard hanging around. But having said that, if you want, say, a device for testing as well, and it's obviously not going to be entirely the same, but you might want to just have an iPad going for testing and playing around and instead of mm -hmm. in, yep. instead of spending more in a mac absolutely absolutely and what really helps in that regard as well is that the ipad os 16 is being supported by those older first or second generation ipad pros that you have lying around and uh, some of the older, um, you know, the seventh generation, say, um, iPad, the regular iPad, those are supporting the older, the, those are older devices, but they're, they're supporting the newer software as well. So if you're just using them for testing devices, you know, just keeping them around and using them for testing, um, you know, by all means. Now, I do have an iPad mini. Uh, but because I got that one brand new um, back in March, it's still under warranty. So um, I use that one uh, more for productivity on the go, but uh, was able to get hold of an old uh, iPad Pro for testing as well. And um, I use that one specifically for that purpose. I don't use it for any um, any productivity related tasks as such unless for testing purposes but see at least this way you know if something does not work for me say on the ipad side and i need the the computer side i have that mac mini now mind to um use it for that task now mind you I don't, like, mind you, I don't have a monitor connected to my Mac Mini. Because, because, if, because I'm a voiceover user, I'm totally blind, and, it's, and it works without the monitor. So I'm good that way. Absolutely, yeah. So it's cutting down on a lot of the cost for you as well. Yeah, well, you know what? This has been a productive um, discussion on the on uh, the iPad OS 16, and um, uh, thank you for being in the studio for that today. Thank you so much for having me. And actually, I, I did want to point out that uh, iPad OS 16 is officially coming out um, in the last week of October. So uh, now it's just a matter of counting sleeps. <laughs> Or, well, a couple more weeks to go, and then, um, you know, by next week, we'll be counting down the sleeps until uh, iPadOS 16 comes out along Mac, alongside 
Mac OS was it 13 correct yeah 13 uh, Ventura 13 yep that's right and that uh, will be coming alongside iPad OS 16 as well so um, definitely looking forward to it and um, you know I I have been testing out the betas but really curious to see how they compared to the actual public releases and uh, it has been a very fascinating discussion today as always and I want to thank you as well Ali for inviting me back here in the studio with you once again. Well I'm already looking forward to having you back in the studio next week. Looking forward to being back and speaking of the studio. But before we get before we um exit the studios for today what's coming up on the song bank this week yay <laughs> i'm very glad you asked i was gonna say speaking of uh, being in the studio um yeah so uh what's going on on the song bank so as we know the song bank is coming up on sienna t radio on friday this coming friday october the 14th 2022 and it'll be from 7 to 9 p.m eastern we have lots and lots of great features coming up we have our starter and our second song to get us pumped for the rest of the show of course and um, we've got a foreign exchange feature coming up this is the feature where i'm going to play a song that either it's a song that's directly or somewhat directly translated from the original version um, or it could be a song that simply shares a melody with the original version but the meaning of the lyrics is not the same between languages so uh, there will be three of those uh, pairs in that segment so that's foreign exchange so we'll hear the cover version in the other language followed by the version in the original language and um, so looking forward to that and um, so definitely lots of international music coming up we've also got the who's that feature and uh, we're setting the spinning wheel to who's that mode um, so for those of you who are just listening in for the first time and perhaps haven't had the chance yet to come out and check out the song bank. So what we do is we have this great big spinning wheel in the studio and um, you can set it to two modes. You can set it to uh, who's that mode and you or you can set it to where are we mode. So we'll be setting it to who's that mode and what happens is in who's that mode we spin the wheel first we spin it for the ladies first we spin and then we spin it for the gentlemen so we spin the wheel on a name and whoever's name it lands on we will play a song with said name in the title and we do one for the ladies and one for the gentlemen and um so that's who are that's uh who's that mode and in where are we mode, we spin the wheel on two different place names and whichever place names it lands on, we play songs with said place names in the title. We do two of those per episode. And uh, but this week we'll be doing who are we? So uh, we'll be spinning once for the ladies and once for the gentlemen. And uh, so we'll have two songs, one with the lady's name in the title and one with a gentleman's name in the title. So um, 
And we will be inviting guests into the studio for that. So if you too would like to come uh, spin the wheel with us here in studio, you can uh, send an email to siennatradio at mail.com, which is where I can be reached via email here at the station. And of course, we can't forget everybody's favorite, right? We've got the Name That Tune. It's a fun little contest here on Sienna T Radio that we do just for fun, a little trivia game of sorts, if you will. And um, it's a really cool feature where I will play a snippet of a tune. It could be from the beginning of the tune. It could be in the middle or it could be at the end of the tune. And um, it's typically an instrumental snippet. And... Um, I'll play a snippet from that tune, and it's your goal, apart from having fun, of course. That's a given here at Sienna T Radio. Um, you know, we want it to be as fun and interactive as possible. But your goal is to let me know the title of the song as well as the artist or the group that recorded it. And it's uh, one of my favorite features here on Sienna T Radio and especially on the song bank. So, um, that's a lot of fun and uh so we've got name that tune and we've got the international stage which is where we either take our jet plane or our helicopter and i welcome you aboard flight sienna t radio for a trip around the world we'll be hearing three different songs in three different languages from three different countries so that is on our international stage and last but certainly not least, absolutely not least, we have your requests. And um, please do send in your requests. They really do help uh, make Sienna T Radio, and they really do help um, make the song bank extra special. I always love to hear your requests. And also, if you have a birthday or an anniversary coming up, or if there's a special song that you want to dedicate to that special someone or a friend or loved one, you know, feel free to uh, send it along. Um, of course, you can email me at siennatradio at mail.com. And um, also you can send me your requests via the request box at the Sienna T Radio homepage. You can go to http colon slash slash s-i-e-n-a-t dot wordpress dot com slash sienna t hyphen radio and uh, there you'll see a request box you click on that and you'll be able to fill in the form with your name your email and um, the name of the song as well as the uh, title or artist and a special message if you want to send a special message and you know always happy to give you guys a sienna t shout out or even if you just want to let me know you're listening and uh, same for variety is the spice of life if you want to let us know that you're tuned in feel free to send us an email you can email me here at the station here at sienna t radio at uh, you'll email, you can email me at sienna t radio at mail.com that's s-i-e-n-a-t radio at mail.com and how can everyone get a hold of you ali at all over the map http colon slash slash 
alleytechgroup.wordpress.com. You can also send me an email at atompodcast819 at gmail.com. Follow me on Twitter at A-L-I-M-O-O-S-A-191 and on Facebook. All right. And you can also follow me as well um, on Twitter at Sienna T. That's capital S-I-E-N-A capital T. Alrighty, and we will not. F- and we have a jazz uh, cafe playhouse this weekend. Yes, we do. And we have the Sleeping Beauty. That's right. So Sleeping Beauty is on Saturday from nine to eleven p.m. Eastern, and uh, come join us. So we will have some music to carry you through to the land of pleasant dreams. We've got uh, not only music, not only do we have relaxing music on the menu for Sleeping Beauty, but we've also got some love poems, some inspirational poems, as well as some musical or nature sound interludes. So, um, you know, you got to love the nature sounds to get you to the land of pleasant dreams, you know, just the ocean waves, that, that notion of just floating on the ocean and just relaxing. And so that is the uh, Sleeping Beauty. Once again, that's from 9 to 11 p.m. Eastern. And uh, we do have the Jazz Cafe Playhouse. That is on Sunday from 8 p.m. to 9 p.m. Eastern. So that's each and every Sunday from 8 p.m. to 9 p.m. Eastern. So the first half of the Jazz Cafe Playhouse will be hearing some smooth jazz. And uh, some of it may be instrumental, some of it may be instrumental and vocal. And, uh, you know, we got some big band, we got some Broadway stuff thrown in the mix as well. Um, You know, stuff from Guys and Dolls and uh, Sound of Music and whatnot. And um, so come join us in the cafe for the first half hour for some jazz. And then uh, we'll be heading over to Siena T Radio Theater for the radio, old time radio portion of the program. In the second half hour, we'll be playing a drama or a comedy, most likely a comedy this time around from the golden age of radio, back before TV became a thing. <laughs> long before the advent of the television. So um, definitely, uh, for those of you who remember old time radio from your childhood, this will be a a way back playback otherwise. Even uh, if you're of the younger generation, do feel free to check out some uh, some of the programs from the old time radio, from the golden age of radio because um, you'll be able to have an idea of what folks listened to before TV became popular. So that's the Jazz Cafe Playhouse once again from 8 p.m. to 9 p.m. Eastern. And we've also got some more great programming on Saturday as well during the day. And uh, we can't forget the Melting Pot. And the Melting Pot is hosted by Nick Blazewitz. And that is on Saturdays from 11.30 p.m., 11.30 a.m. rather, to 12.30 p.m. Eastern. Once again, The Melting Pot with Nick Blazewitz from 11.30 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. Eastern. 
and uh, Nick will be playing music from here, there, and everywhere. Some of the music he plays is stuff that we know, and uh, a lot of it is stuff that we've never heard before. And uh, that's what I like to do as well with the song bank here on Sienna T Radio. And that that's what makes Sienna T Radio is unique, is that we do play a lot of the stuff that everybody knows, but we also like to play stuff that, you know, you're not going to hear every everywhere else. You're not going to hear necessarily on an, any other station. And that's what really makes Sienna T Radio the unique station that we are. And, um, you know, it, it's really cool to hear music that, you know, you wouldn't hear everywhere else because it also gives us as the hosts the chance to discover new music that, hey, you know, we would never hear this anywhere else. So we discovered it. So we're happy to play it and share it with each and every one of you because the saying goes, you know, if you don't know, ask or learn and if you know share and uh, that is what we strive to do here at sienna t radio and uh, so the melting pot and uh, that will be hosted by nick blazewitz and he's also got some funny tracks thrown in in the mix there's always something that will give you a bit of a, a chuckle on the melting pot and then from 2.30 to 3.30 p.m. Eastern, 7.30 to 8.30 p.m. in the UK, we've also got the Classical Cafe hosted by Samantha Ash. So uh, Sam will be playing classical music, but not just classical music. She's also got some classical contemporary crossovers. She's got some Broadway music as well in the mix, movie soundtracks, opera, and uh, TV themes as well. So, um, and sometimes it's based on a theme and sometimes the themes vary throughout a particular episode. So uh, lots coming up on Saturday as well. And don't forget next Friday. Um, actually, I do want to uh, uh, make a special announcement that uh, next Friday, we will not be having the Cosmopolitan Culture Club on the Friday due to um, family commitments. That's uh, Friday, October the 21st. However, we will go live, and this time we will be able to go live with the Cosmopolitan Culture Club on the 30th, or sorry, my apologies, on the um, 20th, rather, which is Thursday the 20th, October 20th, 2022. Uh, from 8 to 9 p.m. Eastern, we will have the Cosmopolitan Culture Club. And um, it's the program where I play music from around the world, both contemporary and traditional. And, um, you know, it's a great chance for us to uh, travel through music, as it were. And, you know, I, I love hearing traditional and contemporary music from around the world, you know. Gets, gives us a chance to discover many different traditional instruments from many different countries. And, uh, you know, I often find myself being like, wow, that's so cool. It sounds so neat. I'd love to be able to learn how to play that. And, um, you know, just let the music carry you away. And uh, so that's coming up on Thursday for this week and this week only. And uh, back to our reg regular um, 
scheduled programming for the next Cosmopolitan Culture Club, but for uh, the one coming up, it'll be next Thursday, October 20th from 8 to 9 p.m. Eastern, and feel free to join us live for that as well. And uh, the, Cosmopolitan, the Cosmopolitan Culture Club is hosted by yours truly. Looking forward to it and looking forward to seeing you all through our upcoming programming. Thank you so much. And I am Ali Musa. And I am Sienna T. We are always reminding you that it is not it goodbye. It is not goodbye. It is until, until next, next time. time. And you have been listening to this show on Sienna T Radio. As well as on the podcast at http colon slash slash anchor and chor dot fm slash sienna t dash radio and don't forget that if you do miss this episode live on sienna t radio uh fear not because the link to the podcast is also available on the sienna t radio homepage. so you'll be able to listen to this as well as past episodes of variety is the spice of life and sienna t radio always reminds you making your day brighter one song, One song at, at a, a time. time. We'll see you next week. See you next week, everybody. You have been listening to Variety is the Spice of Life. To contact the show, please email radio at mail.com. And you can also email atompodcast819 at gmail.com Those emails again are S-I-E-N-A-T radio at mail.com and A-T-O-M podcast 819 at gmail.com And always remember it is not goodbye it is until next time